0: Hi, my name is Myron LeBon and this is how
1: I create. Welcome to This is How We Create, a show that digs deeper into the creative life of contemporary artists of color. Discover what feeds their creativity and how they've found or are finding their artistic voice. Through these intimate and candid conversations, you'll gain insights into the lives of creative professionals of color that are hard to find anywhere else. Welcome back to This Is How We Create. My name is Martine Severin, your host. We have Chicago based artist Byron Laban in the guest chair. As a self described multi hyphenate artist, Myron dabbles in painting, in creating music, and in his full time job as a pharmacist. Myron has one of the best bios I've come across, which I'll read to you just now. Myron is a young man. Goofy is understated, pyramids and Sahara skinned, finger pricks, syringes, and vials full of insulin, CTA writer, art maker, converse con strangers with a smile, makes paint flow like canoes down rivers, Cheerios for breakfast, push-ups for dinner, pill counting, neon green new balances, baby blue scrubs. And as a trained pharmacist, he says, ask me about your drugs. My conversation with Myron Lebon focuses on how to create a positive mindset and how to use that mindset to do good work, to be a good person, and to use art as a way of healing others. Enjoy the show. Hi, Myron. Welcome to the show.
0: Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Myron, as we start, I'd love to just bring up a little something I noticed in my research about you. Is it true that you received your doctor in pharmacy?
0: Yeah. So I'm a pharmacist by day and the artist by day. (laughs) I work at Walgreens right now and I, I float around to different pharmacies. So probably given over a thousand COVID shots in the past two years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that is another discussion to be had. But it's yeah. funny. I think a yeah. lot of people have their day job and then they also have their other day job. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw you interviewed Nolis, actually. Yes. Did um, you go to
1: school with him?
0: Nolis kind of, No, no. But we kind of have somewhat similar paths because he went to pharmacy school. He worked as a pharmacist for a bit. And then he, I think he just started pursuing photography full-time so it's kind of when I met him I was in school and I saw him I was like wow we're kind of doing similar things you know so and and I think that's uh that's important because I don't think you have to live inside of a box I think people put you in boxes and you can be more than one thing like I could be a cook I could be an author I could be an artist I could be a doctor all at the mm. same time yeah we're never quite one
1: thing Hi there. I thought I would jump in to let you know that Nolis Anderson was featured on episode three. So if you want to hear more to get more context, check out that episode. So I'd love to know at what point you realized that you were creative.
0: I've always known I've been a creative. Like I've been I've been making art my whole life. I remember first grade all the way up until high school whenever I'd make a really nice drawing I would put it under my bed like I was constantly drawing pictures and I remember like in middle school I'd go on the site called deviant art and I'd just look at all this art and I'd draw superheroes and I'd post my art and looking back at it it was not that great compared to what I'm doing now but I've always been about making art It's just something that's a part of me
1: I think that sometimes it is really tough to bring together our vision for what we want to create versus, you know, what it is that we are creating. In terms of the work that you do as a creative, you don't only do, you're not only a muralist, which is what I think most people know you for, but you also create music. But I'd love for us to dig a bit into that side of your work in terms of doing public art. When did that start? In terms of the research I've seen, it's just the formerly formed Myron, the artist. I'd love to know a little bit about how this came to be.
0: Like I said, I've always been making art, but it wasn't until like 2017, it's like, I found myself just creating because I loved it. And I made all sorts of things. I made portraits and I made animals on bikes and I made stuff that people would think is dumb, but I thought was fun. I was at a point where I'm like, I'm I'm doing all this creative things, but it's like, I don't have a particular direction. And around that same time, I was, I was uh, making a tattoo design for myself. And it was the uplift figure. And the uplift figure was just, Going to serve as a reminder to me to keep on moving forward. You know when things are hard, and so I would draw it all over my body. Like it, it literally became second nature because this was going to be my first tattoo, and I wanted to make sure that you know I was putting it in the right spot. So I would have a sharpie and draw it on different parts of my body, and then I would just draw it in my sketchbook. And then I had this moment where I'm like, "This can be my thing. This could be the the direction that I'm like." going for, you know, because I'm not trying to sell anybody anything, but I want to create something that I believe in. And because I had believed in it and I lived by this, this whole idea, I'm like, this is the direction I'm going to take. And so I started painting a lot of pictures. I, uh, I started making hoodies and, and eventually I was like, how can I how can I really be seen? And I realized that street art is the best way to be seen. And I would take the blue line every day to go to UIC at the time. And I, I'd always look at the buildings and the art. That audience is far greater than an art gallery. Thousands of people see the, these buildings every day. And I'm like, I need to exist there. And so I started finding places and finding the owners and asking them permission and then i started making big murals and i borrowed my friend's ladder and i bought some cheap paint from menards or home depot and we just started pulling up and painting these pictures that became what i'm doing today you know just making a bunch of murals all over the city and in different parts of the world i've, I've made a mural in france in Barcelona. California, Miami, Colorado. It's, it's cool because you leave a part of yourself wherever you go. Here's a question I have for you, because
1: I, I admit that although I admire muralists in their work and in whatever city I go to, that's the thing that I look for. I look for street art. Did you know how to draw to start off with? And you know how did this skill develop?
0: I've been drawing and painting for a while. I would say middle school to high school is where I really started learning to hone my craft. And then in college, I, I ended up taking a, a few art classes at UIC. Played some intro art classes to fit in to my courses. So I've always been like pretty good at painting and drawing. And so a mural is just a really big painting. However, I, I simplify it a bit because because it's so big you can't be working on every grass blade like you can for a painting because it's going to take you forever so you learn to to simplify things and blocking colors and and not be super particular for certain things and that's how I started approaching my murals just not interest of time and and a lot of these murals I was initially doing I just did them for free you know and it's funny because the The stuff I cared about most, I was always doing with my own money. Like I have a mural in the West Side on California and Polk. And it's a little black girl with a pencil in her hand, thinking out loud. I spent so much time working on that mural. It's still up till this day, and I'm super proud of it. But, you know, I just, like I said, I just see spaces. And if I want to paint them, I'll I'll paint them.
1: And where, where do your ideas come from for these murals? Is it that, do you pick an idea so that it's in accordance to a neighborhood or do you just paint, you know, whatever idea that it is that you have that you want to express?
0: I think both, right? I think Uplift, if I put Uplift, I don't mind putting it anywhere because I think it, it is, it relates to everyone who sees it. I think it's a universal idea but at the same time, I do want the artwork I put to be representative of the neighborhood that it's in. So, like, I was in the West Side, and that neighborhood was pretty much all Black, you know. And so I think it's important for a little girl walking down the street to see herself versus anybody else. You know, that's that's very important. And, like, the You Deserve to Be Happy murals, I'll, I'll put those everywhere you know because everyone needs to read that that's
1: a perfect segue to that specific mural you deserve to be happy because mm-hmm. in the one thing that you are known for whether it is that you were creating a mural i remember there's this mural you created at rush hospital was it yeah to you know whatever it is that you are doing it's always in such a positive Way, can you talk a little bit about that positivity and how you came to develop such a positive outlook, both towards life as well as applying that positive outlook in your work?
0: I think uh, it's who I am. You know, I've always been this bright, lighthearted person. And it doesn't mean I haven't been through my own struggles and my own darkness, but I will always be more optimistic than anything and it's just who I am and how I live my life because, you know, every day is a new opportunity. I have a tattoo. It says, uh, every day is worthy of your best try. I think it's something you need in order to keep going. Like You need to be positive. You need to have hope. You need to know that things will be better because they do. They do get better, and I think a lot of times it's also subjective and it's all about perspective and how you see things. And when I make art, the art is supposed to be, I guess, healing, you know, it's for someone who's experiencing darkness to see that light. Like that's really what it's about. It's because you, why, why would anyone want to see the darkness if they're already experiencing that? So it's, it's more so it's intended for the opposite side.
1: That's so powerful. And so true. I think I, I loved what you said about positivity I find that myself, at least over the last few years, and I don't know if it has anything to do with the pandemic, but I do find that I can't stomach or digest much negativity. There's this project I am working on. I realized that much of it was stemmed from my frustration with the world. And then it violated in every instance what my personal professional goals are in terms of what I want to show in my work. And I had to kind of really rethink it and come back to that project with a different point of view. That is the positivity because I think that you could either be a beacon of light or you could just, you know, keep supporting the darkness. So I I really appreciate your point of view.
0: Because like not, no one gets, not a lot of people get that though. Not a lot of people have someone to tell them, that they deserve to be happy just for example you know so like how can I like bring that into the world public art is great because I don't even got to be there the art is there that's the nice thing about art like I don't have to physically be there to talk to someone I could talk to someone through Mm -hmm. a painting
1: One of the things I also noticed about you is that you've gotten quite a bit of press over the last few years.
0: Can you tell me? Yeah, we can. I know you've gotten (laughs) press all over the place. How's that come about? One of those murals I got a lot of, a lot of, I got CBS, PBS, and Walgreens found out. Walgreens hit me up because I was working for them. And they're like, yo, we saw you on CBS. We want to highlight you." And then UIC is like, yo, we, we saw you on TV. It's like kind of like a ripple effect, you know, when you're doing good things and, and you're getting noted for it, other people might see it and then they might want to highlight that too. And then I think you just develop relationships with people and they, are, they, they kind of pitch you ideas or sometimes you ask. I, I remember the first time I was on TV, it was on WGN for my CTA project. I remember, I took the train every day, so I I interviewed a hundred people on the train, and I made an art project, and I used the recordings. And then I, Larry Potash, the anchor from the morning news, got back to me, and he's like, "Yo, your work is really good. Let me forward it to Marcus Leshock, who was also on the, he's still on the show." And then we ended up working on a, a like a three minute feature. Sometimes it's literally just asking, and then. Sometimes someone connects you, and sometimes people just notice you.
1: That said, though, you have um, to do the work. <laughs> if you hadn't yeah, done that yeah, project, like, I, I, uh, I don't know if they would have found you as as quickly.
0: Yeah, like I don't. I don't want to. Be highlighted if i don't have anything to show for it it's very important to uh, just in general if if i was even going to pitch myself to nike i wouldn't even want to pitch them unless i had work that i was proud of and that's just kind of the way i approach you have to make good work first and then everything comes after
1: that feels like it's a uh, uh, one of those inspirational quotes all of its own <laughs> <laughs> <That'd be cool. laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know that you have a limited amount of time. So I wanted to talk about your journey a little bit by asking you to look a bit back. Can you tell me what you would say to your, your 18-year-old self if they were asking you questions about how you came to be where you are now?
0: Mm, number one, just, just keep being unapologetic about who you are and what you're doing. That's that's super important. I've always think I've been unapologetic for much of my life. You know, I'm I'm weird. <laughs> you know, I'm goofy. Like I'm, I'm I'm not normal sometimes. Not in a bad way, it's just who I am. You know, I like dancing and making accents and all these things and it's it's just a part of who you are. And the same thing goes for your art, be unapologetic. Second thing it's just keep on you have, like, like I said, it goes back to making the best work you can do. I think always focus on making quality work because that's, that's what's going to get you furthest. Keep good relationships. Just being a decent person gets you so far, you know, because your reputation above average work, I feel like, can get you further than being an asshole and having the best quality work. I'd rather just be a good person. And because if you're a good person, other people will vouch for you and other people will want you to win.
1: Thank you so much for that. All right. Can we yeah. talk a little bit about the fact that you are indeed multi-hyphenate? So not only are you a muralist, you also have other mediums other than, than the murals you have. Mm-hmm. You've had your work in actual galleries. You are a pharmacist by day. You also yeah. create music. Can you tell me about that last bit about whether or not music was always in your heart, or is this just something new that you're trying out?
0: Music has always it's like been in my heart. Like if you were to YouTube me, there'd be me trying to rap. In, when I was in high school, like in these videos, over oh I was rapping. It was I don't want to say it was it was good, but it definitely wasn't bad. <laughs> I'm not a rapper though. But I was always I was in poetry slam in high school. And that kind of translated over. I've always been kind of flowing to rhythm. And I was, I remember I moved to Milwaukee in 2018. I bought a ukulele and I started playing the ukulele and making these little songs. And I, let me even show you, I've had this Casio piano. It was my brother's. It's like over 20 years old. So I've had that and I've been playing that for like the longest time. But I didn't start getting serious about this until... Last year, actually, when I linked up with my friend Maurice and I said, I actually want to make a, a song song, something I could drop versus these little SoundCloud recordings that I put that nobody knows about. You know, I, I just make little songs on GarageBand on my phone. And I realized that it was time to to make something a little bit more polished and professional. And now, and we dropped a, the our first song, Loverboy. It's doing pretty good. We want it to be part of a a larger project. It's going to be probably five or six songs. I believe in it. Maurice is a genius. I think we're both proud of what we're making. I'm going to pursue it because I don't feel like you got to be put in a box. You can just do what you want do a good job at it. Just
1: last question for you before you go. My automatic thought is how did you... Where did it come from that you embrace being a multi hyphenate? Where, where exactly did that come from? You, <laughs> you, you have the ease in which you can inhabit multi worlds and still be yourself in every single one of them.
0: I just, I love it. I love everything. I love cooking. I love the outdoors. I like playing music. I like that's how I've always been. I've always had so many interests. It's just like me trying to find the time to do all of it. And that's what I do. I kind of like compartmentalize different times in my life to do different things that I want to do. Today, I'm spending making music. Tomorrow, I'm going to paint. There's no rush. There's no rush to do any of it. Because I think maybe because I'm working a day job, I don't feel pressed to do anything in particular. I kind of do it on my own terms. And so it allows me to pursue different things and be comfortable with it and, and not be stressed about what I'm doing and worry about, is this going to be lucrative for me? Cause I don't care about if it's lucrative. I just, I'm just expressing myself. It's all a form of expression.
1: That is a beautiful note to end on. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much, Myron. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate the work that you do. I I've seen your work all walking throughout Logan square and even heading over to Pilsen, where I have some classes, you don't understand how happy I am to actually meet you. This is such a big deal for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I'm I should have said that honored. in the beginning. I'm sorry. I should have said
0: that. <laughs> oh, don't even worry. I appreciate that a million. That's so nice of you. And I'm, I'm pretty honored that you would have oh, me on thank you. the podcast. Right. Thank you so much. Um, and hopefully we can work in the future oh i would
1: love that (laughs) (laughs) my dream is to have like walls in my house murals all over the place
0: let me know let me know and even if it's like non-mural stuff like i'm i'm always down for whatever you know i I think i do have a project
1: i'll let you know about that
0: please please please
1: fantastic